from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. Good morning to all y'all live in the studio. But later today, I will be in person at FutureCon here in Atlanta. So if you're in the area and you've got tickets, a sold out event. But Kim Hakim always puts on the last event of the year here in Atlanta, and it's always a fun one. So looking forward to joining the panel uh, this afternoon at FutureCon. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. So if you're local in Atlanta and can make it and you're going to have tickets, go do so uh, and look forward to seeing you in person. We're live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, and so much more. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. We've got a really, really busy show for all of y'all today. So we're going to get right into the show here in just a moment. But before we do that, our traditional cup of coffee. I've got my double espresso this morning. I'll talk about my Substack later. Got a whole thing on that. <laughs> all right, y'all. Coffee cup cheers. It's awesome to be with y'all. Good cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and get the world and, and get your new cycle going this morning. HTC Global Services is confirming a cyber attack after data started leaking online. IT services and business consulting company HTC Global Services has confirmed they suffer a cyber attack after Alpha 5 ransomware gang began leaking screenshots of stolen data. HTC Global Services is an MSP or managed service provider. They offer technology and business services to healthcare, automotive, manufacturing, and financial industries. While HTC has not posted a statement to the company's website, they issued a brief announcement last night on X confirming the attack. HTC has experienced a cybersecurity incident, read the tweet on X. Our team is actively investigating and addressing the situation to ensure the security and integrity of user data. They're enlisting cybersecurity experts and working to resolve it. Your trust is our priority. So there's that. The announcement comes after Black Cat Ransomware Gang listed HTC on their, leaked, on their data leak site along with screenshots of the alleged stolen data. It includes passports, contact lists, emails, confidential documents allegedly stolen during the attack. With little information about the attack on HTC is available, uh, Kevin Bauman believes the company was breached using Citrix Bleed as well. According to Bauman, one of HTC's business units, Caretech, operated a vulnerable Citrix NetScaler device, which was exploited for initial access to the company's network, probably and likely resulting in, in more internal damage than external Um just because of the way Citrix is often deployed and used in environments, although don't hold me to that. I'm making an absolute out of the back pocket assumption here. Like I've got nothing to base this off of, but I've seen the site, seen the data. To me, it seems like it's employee data and not customer data. Just saying. So just putting it there. It doesn't make it less or worse. Just makes it what it is. So Black Hat continues to wreck havoc across the industry going after very very big big fish so there's that as well sierra wireless cellular routers are affected by 21 different vulnerabilities including ones that could pose a significant risk to impacted organizations including critical infrastructure sectors according to uh for scout the vulnerabilities uh collectively tracked the sierra 21 were found by four scout researchers in the sierra wireless airlink ot iot router that's often used to connect local networks to the web in sectors such as healthcare, manufacturing, government, energy, water, transportation, emergency services, and retail. 
of the 21 vulnerabilities, one has been assigned a critical severity rating and nine are high severity. They include remote code execution, unauthorized access, authentication, bypass, denial of service, and cross-site scripting flaws. Horsecast said some of them can be exploited to steal credentials, take control of a router by injecting malicious code. An attacker can gain persistence access to a targeted device and use it as an entry point into critical networks. So the cybersecurity firm found 86,000 vulnerable routers that are directly exposed to the internet. Only less than 10% of them appear to be patched against the vulnerability that's been disclosed since 2019. 68,000 are in the U.S., 5,500 in Canada, 3,800 in Australia, 2,300 in France, and about 1,000 in Thailand. And obviously that list goes on. So if you haven't patched those, you want to make sure to do so. This is a significant risk for so many different organizations. Black Hat, for their end, continue to put names up there, and Topalti was one of them. And for those who don't know, Topalti, a payment system and known for their uh, – number one customer which is roblox they've claimed to have breached them and now topalti is coming out saying we don't see them anywhere in our environment um and we're not sure what black cat or alpha 5 are talking about uh we're continually investigating this thread but as of now um we don't think they have access to our environment um and so we'll see i mean again roblox is huge uh, not only because of the 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 sheer size of it, but the amount of money spent on Roblox is significant. So the thing about a lot of these cases is just it, it's it's really a matter of can you you know how far in did they go and what environments did they really compromise and could it be something they're not really looking at? I mean, when someone posts data, you're obviously looking at your prod environment, but could it be something that's in a different environment? We we don't know yet. Um, to Palti for their end are continuing to investigate and as more information becomes available we'll be sure to talk about it here on the show and address it for everyone telling me why i won't do a dna test here's why 23 and me confirmed on tuesday that attackers stolen passwords access the personal information of around 6.9 million of its members while they were only to get into about while they were only able to get into about 14,000 accounts or 0.1% of their customers. I love how they say that. It only impacted 0.1% of our customers. It's 14,000 accounts. They were able to see information shared by genetically linked relatives at 23andMe, a spokesperson said in a reply. 23andMe is in the process of notifying affected customers of hardened account security by requiring users to reset passwords and set up a second authentication message. Uh, so, So they're setting up MFA. Wonderful. Why haven't you done that? If you're in the business of taking information from consumers and it's DNA information, which is really, really sensitive, right? Really sensitive or payment information or healthcare information or any sort of information. How is MFA not the standard? How are you not securing these accounts? Especially when you know that identity is the new perimeter. That's no secret. What planet have you been living on? This is infuriating. It's frustrating. It's these types of things where all of a sudden we're big heroes because we're resetting passwords, and now we're going to make everyone use MFA. You should automatically use MFA. Put a 15-second video. Put a five-second video that says, we care about your security. Please set up an authentication method, a secondary authentication method. And, and, And a temporary code to a mobile phone? 
they not read Roger Grimes' book, Hacking Multi-Factor Authentication? Have they not seen the talks at all the different events? You don't want to use a mobile phone. Use an app. Use another authentication method. Don't use a mobile phone. The, it's it's like we're, we're going to do what everyone else does, and hopefully it'll get better. In October, uh, in early October, 23andMe detected that data thieves have gone into accounts, and at the time they said, well, they may have gone into a few accounts. We're not really sure. We now know it's about 14,000 accounts, according to them. They don't have uh, any indications that there had been a breach or data security incident uh, back then is what they said. Of the 6.9 million accounts hacked, 5.5 contain information on genetic matches. They have also included birth dates and locations if provided by users. An additional 1.4 million of the hacked accounts had limited access to some DNA profile information as part of the family tree feature. 23andMe was founded in 2006. It's based, guess where? In Mountain View, California, where also Google happens to be uh, uh, located. That's a coincidence or not. doesn't matter. I don't know why that matters. Um, but uh, nonetheless, 23andMe, like, you know, I... I don't always wish, wish, wish bad on people, but this is absolutely ridiculous. CISA is adding an additional uh, uh, vulnerability to its must, must patch list, which is the Adobe Cold Fusion vulnerability CVE 2023-26360. This was patched in mid-March, but now there's a, a, a very limited attack of exploiting the flaw. So if you haven't patched it you want to make sure to get it done it's now been added to the kev catalog for sisa as well and in other news a pegasus spyware trial implicating former mexican president is kicking off in mexico this week the far-reaching pegasus scandal in mexico went to court monday prosecutors focused on how how the spyware targeted one of the country's most celebrated investigative journalists and other prominent mexicans including the billionaire Carlos Slim, the journalist Carmen Astrogawi Aristogoi was allegedly spied on during the uh, uh, President uh, Enrique Peña Nieto's administration, which ran from 2012 to 2018. She was the first witness in the sprawling trial with a large number of alleged victims. The trial could run for months, according to El País, which is a Spanish newspaper. The Mexican Pegasus case centers on how the potent spyware manufactured by NSO Group was used to surveil potentially thousands of victims across multiple Mexican presidential administrations. El Pais is reporting. Pegasus gives users the ability to see the contents of the victim's phone and so forth. Government-led spywares have obviously rocked Europe. This is really a first one that's kind of implicating the entire use of the government using spyware against journalists and potential dissidents in their country or potential uh, opponents. Uh, for for that fact, Juan Carlos uh, Juan Carlos Gar uh, Garcia Rivera, a staffer at the KBH subsidiary who oversaw the spying, is being charged with using Pegasus, and he faces 16 years in prison. He's essentially the uh, scapegoat in this case because it's got to be a policy, uh, if if nothing else. Um, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, this is going to rock some feathers here, and we're. Obviously, in this trial, we're going to hear a lot about how Pegasus was used and abused uh, by the people who have it. And then again, um, you know, it's it's got some good use cases and it's got some bad ones. This might be the one of abuse that we can talk about. A Russian-linked influence operation called Doppelganger 
uh, doppelganger has targeted Ukrainian, U.S., and German audiences through a combination of inauthentic news sites and social media accounts. These campaigns are designed to amplify content designed to undermine Ukraine, as well as propagate anti-LGBTQ plus sentiment, U.S. military competence, and Germany's economic and social issues. According to a new report by the team over at the Hacker News, Doppelganger, described by Meta as the largest and most aggressively persistent Russian origin operation, is a pro-Russian network known for spreading anti-Ukrainian propaganda. Activists associated with the influence operations are known to leverage manufactured websites, as well as those impersonating authentic media, a technique called brand jacking to decimate adversarial narratives. One of the other things they like to do with these, by the way, is they'll post something and then they'll get it retweeted to where they'll feed it into a feed of someone with millions and millions and millions of followers. They retweet it. It becomes real. Uh, even if later the website's sticking down or the post is, people today read headlines. People today don't really take a deep dive into anything. And so because of that, this is extremely, extremely dangerous. Of One of the notable aspects of the US German campaigns is the use of inauthentic media outlets such as Election Watch. My Pride Warfare Insider and many others here in German. Um, the actual reach may have, uh, that was found to be negligible, meaning they didn't get a lot of engagement. But nonetheless, they're still trying and we're heading into an election year, folks. And that's going to be significant as we go into the election year. How will they try to use this and will they pick up and, and what are they testing now? And that's really important because if you're in social media, if you're X, if you're meta, if you're... Uh, Microsoft, Microsoft owns LinkedIn, uh, one of the platforms we're on, right? And, and if you're YouTube, you really want to study these and you kind of want to understand the habits of what, what these campaigns look like so that you can really address them as we get into the deeper months. Primaries are a month away, right? Where, where, you know, things are going to really heat up politically in the U S and, um, we don't need any more division. What we do need to do is make informed decisions. And um, in order to make informed decisions, we need good information. And in order to do that, um, we need to be able that our feeds aren't spread by Russian, Chinese, or Iranian propaganda, or neither anyone's propaganda for that matter, but rather we're getting credible information that helps us all understand the decisions we have to make in the poll come November 2024. Uh, because those decisions have a huge impact on all of our lives, whether we want to admit it or not. That's it for our show this morning. Tomorrow, we'll wrap up this week. It's really unbelievable to kind of understand what's really going on in the world of cyber, right? Because we see all these vulnerabilities and we kind of fall into these. But really, there's something brewing under the surface in the world of cyber. Um, and we're starting to see these nicks, these cuts, death by a thousand cuts. I've said it very often on the show these death by a thousand cuts are starting to really make uh things they're, they're starting to rattle some cages and when they rattle cages um you bet your sweet tail we, we we've got a, a rough fourth quarter here uh this year's not over yet it's only uh, the 6th of december and there's 31 days this year uh this month so 25 more days of what in the world could happen before we kick off 2024 so thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe. Go check out our Substack for exclusive content and get our travel mug. Till then, have a great rest of your day, y'all, and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.